Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 71st episode of The Manor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Roger Bodie, joined as always with my best friend and other co-host, Michael Hamilton. Michael, one one second. Yeah, quick intermission. Just need a coffee break. For those uh, who are audio-only listeners, I am sifting a cup of coffee because it is early in the morning, and I am working off of one hour of sleep at the moment. Oh God, that is not enough sleep. Thank you for that extra 10 minutes. It really gave me time to to make sure the coffee was brewed just right. <laughs> now I'm ready to record a podcast. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it because that's what we're here to do. <laughs> How was your night? What did you do? Uh... I slept. I got to bed bright and early, like 10 something. Well, I actually laid down at like nine something and then I couldn't sleep. And then Casey was ready for bed and then I fell asleep much better. Hmm. That was my That's night. Nice. <laughs> well, depending on how nicely you value sleep. And we all know at this point, I value sleep pretty lowly. So, you know, I fought the good fight last night. Uh, I like sleep. I got my, my eight and a half hours of sleep, had my alarm set for seven 15 get up to bright and early record i woke up at like 6 50 before my alarm went off it was good good times but how did you have time to message joshua scott about all the bright lights rules interactions until midnight last night you didn't do that uh i i kind of just left left that one to you i figured you had that one covered yeah i've been messaging josh a bunch so thank you josh for all the rules uh, questions that I've been asking you about all these complicated uh, interactions. I went from understanding the set like zero to like understanding it like maybe four. So like that's pretty good. It's a complicated I'm sure, set. I'm sure, I'm sure once his rules write up thing comes out, it'll shed a lot of light on how some of the cards play too. For sure. So. I guess with that being said, we're going to talk about all these cards now, right? Yeah, the the whole the whole set spoiled, I think. Well, yeah, you have your top 10 list ready? Set. No, you said we weren't doing that. I had it ready. All right, <laughs> I was going to get it. I didn't have it ready. I was I had Remember how I said I woke up at like 6:50 this morning? I had plenty of time to do it, but you said we weren't doing that. So then yeah. I sat around and watched YouTube for 30 minutes and had a banana. Oh, I'm sorry. I deprived you of thinking of a whole, <laughs> spending a whole 30 minutes of carefully evaluating the top 10 cards. I didn't realize mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you were going to put that much it's time fine. and effort into this. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bothered. Nothing's wrong. But I did. I was ready. This, that's too complicated, man. Like, I don't even know how to evaluate so much of this set on just like a fundamental level you know let's let's just jump into it let's jump into it uh so let's start with the area that i'm still the most confused on and have no clue like how this game plan is going to operate or work or what like the whole evo system what do you what do you think about that what do you think about that evolving your equipment yeah so the evo stuff is pretty interesting and the fact that a lot of it's like pretty far above rate if you're doing it from your banish zone with Teclavesson. So if you look at the the blue ones I think are the best ones the the Evo Steel 3 yeah the Evo Steel yeah Evo um, Steel Soul the, the, I think they're the best both because they're the strongest they're also bases so you can uh re you can change back out of them once you put them go into them and they're also blues which blue cards if like a card is the same power level but it's blue versus being yellow or red the blue is just going to be way better every time because blues that you're happy to cast are, tend to be the strongest cards mm-hmm. or like it just pitches for more resources so yeah um so they also block three and they are very powerful because if you spend four resources and an action point for what is essentially five points of value between the temper three and the temper two on the blocks. That's kind of spending four resources for five value, which is above rate. And then these equipment have upsides beyond that, where um, first you're turning on all your stuff that cares about having different number of Evos equipped. Um, You're turning those on by equipping these. And you're also getting extra abilities when you transform other 
evo sets into these or these into other evo sets you get like the the chest piece gives you extra intellect i swear i know what the other three do but i'm blank no the headpiece gives you extra intellect michael the chest piece gives you three resources the first time it's equipped Uh-oh. uh that the <laughs> arms give you power um conditionally uh when you transform into it you may put an attack action card with six power from your graveyard into your deck fifth from the top interesting mm-hmm. um and the legs when it transforms into this or an evo with the different so it gets the transformation on its initial transformation and then when you since it's base legs if you transform into something with a different name um both those transformations you'll get an action point mm-hmm. so these these don't work when you're transforming from the the non-evo bases they don't trigger their effect so they'll actually trigger less often than like we might think and then they don't trigger when they're transforming into themselves again either because no, it has they, to be they a different do. name well they transform the off the base evo. because it says when it transforms from or in, uh but isn't that it the transforming form, into an evo with a different name it says from it's or transform- to a different it, name it's transforming maybe, maybe into we should wait for the different. rules the rules thing i but didn't I ask josh about this question yeah, I, I believe these sense. do not trigger when you transform from the the base equipment. They won't trigger their extra effect, which means these aren't the first time you're transforming into these. It's not like a huge. You're not going to get the huge power spike. I think the intellect one is the the biggest, but um, missing out on any of them, it would be nice to have. So I do think that Teclavestin is going to end up being um, fairly strong. I think having these really powerful cards you get to play from your banish zone is how are you getting them in the banish zone like, so there's a few there's a few different ways to do it and the old the old ways are boosting and then you could potentially play Tekla foundry heart possibly you could boost and then use foundry heart to banish two cards from the top if you do foundry heart boosting. you can never get the four yep yep uh the i, I haven't talked about the other way yet so Okay. These kind of go together. I don't know if the, the heart is good enough in the boost package or not. It's maybe, it may not be. Um, giving up a fourth Evo slot is kind of expensive. Um, the other option is you can use the new scrap cards. There's like the, the big dog that turns into a raging onslaught if you scrap something from your discard. And mm. there's a zero for three that gives you a resource and you scrap something. And so if that's your play pattern, then you're going to block with these cards and then you're going to scrap them. And then you're going to, then they'll be in your banish zone, so you can equip them there. And the blue ones also block three, which means they're easy to block and scrap without giving up much value because they're blocking for three. Okay, so let's talk about scrap then, since we're having a scrappy conversation. This doesn't get you an action point, right? So, like for example, something like Scrap Trader, uh, the new majestic that costs zero but has scrap, scrap. It's it's a very scrappy card. And you get two resources for each card that's scrapped. Um, yep. So you play, you can get four resources, but you don't have an action point anymore, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. Though Teclovesson does have the ability, you can pay three resources to be able to cast your next Evo as an instant. And if you do, you draw a card. So with those four resources, you need one extra blue. You pitch a blue to, or you activate Teclovesson, and then you pitch another blue to equip a four cost. The gotcha. Four cost blues. Okay. And then you'll that draw a card sense. tutor to replace the blue that you pitched for resources, which means you're going to arsenal a random card, like a like ending your turn with a snatch or something. And assuming this deck needs a lot of blues and it has a lot of these Evo pieces, there's going to be a lot of cards that you aren't like stoked to arsenal, which <laughs> is kind of awkward, but we'll see how it plays. Yeah, and um, just in my initial brewing um, with some of the mech decks, I realized how scary it can be to like lock one of these pieces away in your arsenal since you don't have you don't even have crown of providence to help you filter out that like transitional to a different arsenal like anytime you arsenal a card as a mech you have to play that card in order to get it out there's no there's no filtering in arsenal or anything like that so if you're looking to play your maximum velocity and uh you're really dead set on doing it until you boost three times in a turn and have the two extra resources to do it it's sitting in your arsenal yep yeah. Uh, noteworthy, I don't think Teclavesson is going to end up being a maximum velocity deck, even if he ends up doing the 
the boost plan. Sure, sure. It seems hard to fit that plus your Evo stuff in your deck. Unless maybe it's just yeah. like light on the Evo stuff. We'll see. I, I was just alluding really- to a classic mechanologist arsenal trap, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not like a riptide trap, but like a personal player trap. <laughs> Trapping yourself. Yeah, but- so people are calling this that uh, for Teclovesson that they didn't know they were reprinting Oldheim in this set and things like that. Do you think this is just like a hard control fatigue deck? Um, it is possible because you can just like block out Scrap Trader your Evos, play your Evos, block out some more Scrap Trader your Evos, play your Evos. Um, that is definitely something he's capable of, and having all these extra armor on the Evos and having like ways to use his cards defensively when you give him extra cards he'll just equip some better armor and reset his block on his armor and get maybe some bonuses too i do think he is capable of being quite defensive and possibly fatiguing but i also am not confident that's the most efficient way to play him because some if you're going for the evo stuff anyway a lot of these attacks get really really strong really efficient when you have evos like First is weapon, and so one for three with go again. Once you have four Evos equipped, that's that's like insane. That's just Dawnblade that has go again every time you use it. It's the same value as Rosetta Thorn because it's not costing your action point, and then you just get that every turn once you have four Evos. So going hard fatigue, in my mind, doesn't make the most sense once you're going down the route of equipping all four Evos and doing all this. It makes more sense to just like take your way above rate value stuff that you've gotten from jumping through all these hoops. Yeah, um, like... So Annihilator, Engine, Terminator, Tank, War Machine, all these cards turn into three for nines with overpower, right? With And then um, different on hits. So Annihilator, Engine, on hit, destroy all cards defending it. Terminator, Tank, on hit, uh, they discard a card. And War Machine, on hit, uh, destroy all cards in their arsenal. So you get a nine-powered overpower Command & Conquer good yeah pretty good so i i also think without um like i i do think he'll be able to fatigue some decks but i don't think he quite has the tools to play as fatiguey as maybe oldheim did i think that he's gonna run out of cards in deck two that's something that he has to worry about especially if he's not swinging a weapon very often like it's he has no no prevention that isn't actually costing cards. Yeah. So um, do you think he's going to be like, if we think of a deck like old Boost Dash and even new builds of some of these Mechanologist decks, they're going to be 100% Mechanologist cards or 99% Mechanologist cards because you always want to be hitting Mechanologist cards off your boost in order to ensure you're getting your action point. Mm-hmm. How do you think Teclo Vessen's gonna fit that mold, or do you think he's still gonna want things like Sink Below's, um, potentially like Warmonger's Diplomacy, like some of these more defensive or just like generic cards? How do you view like generic cards slotting into the stack so far? Yeah, I, I think it really depends. If you go like on the pretty heavy boost plan, you're probably just going to want to stick with all the mechanologist cards. But like, if you're just going like the scrap build, I think there is a lot of room to explore playing with like a decent chunk of generics in the deck. Yeah, and interestingly, you know, scrap and um, galvanize don't care about you know mechanologist items being destroyed or banished for their effects so you could even start playing with things like energy potion or time snap potion or like any of these other just like any of the whole cavalcade of uh everfest (laughs) items that are just waiting to be (laughs) broken in order to satisfy their effects as well so I guess the the issue though is going to be when you start putting all these items in your deck one way or another, you're going to start putting a bunch of no blocks in your deck, and it's hard to be uh, either your it's hard to be a go long value deck even if you're not fatiguing with a bunch of no blocks in your deck, right? 
yeah that does that does make it quite difficult <laughs> um yeah i i don't think teclavesson will end up playing that many items i think that he he really needs like i think he really ends up needing a lot of his cards to be this evo equipment stuff because it's really important that you transform your crappy do nothing base equipment into evo equipment fairly early in the game if you're sitting there with base equipment for most of the game then like that's just really bad because the base equipment ability they well well they do have abilities they are they are pretty bad yeah i don't know he's the hero that i am like i said i i was very unconfident in the set's power level or how the expectations for it he's like example 1a of why i just have no idea how to evaluate like the whole evo system seems so interesting and complicated and then it turns out he's not only teclovescent but he's also a, a transformer decepticon that's a shadow <laughs> robot cyborg yeah cyborgs are humans that become robots androids are robots that look human right uh yeah i think cyborgs are humans that are like uh enough of them has become machine that they are somewhere between human and machine but they started as human yeah and android yeah androids are the opposite where they're they they are robots that are designed to be human human like. Yeah, I always remember androids because of Dragon Ball Z, baby. You got Android eighteen, and then you got a bunch of the other ones that aren't Krillin's wife and a cute blonde girl, and then they're there. They're there. <laughs> uh, yep, I know just what you're talking about. <laughs> oh well, if you didn't know, <laughs> uh, I'm also married to a cute blonde girl, so life comes full circle sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay so, so, see, so this 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 demi hero we we've, we've now have two demi heroes and they're both shadow heroes what do you think about this new demi hero yeah this is uh this demi hero is very different from levia's demi hero for you gotta cast this one yep and you need to draw this one copy of this card in your deck and once you draw it, if you have four Evos equipped, then you can use it. Um, a couple things to note about it is you only get three intellect when you flip into this demi hero, which is very, very uh, different he, from. Yeah, it turns out robots not very smart. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, so this is actually a card where even if you met the condition of having the four Evos equipped, if your opponent's at 40 life and the game's going to go on another like eight turns, it might not be worth it to transform for a few turns. So. I think that whereas I guess with Levia, it was almost always correct to transform the first opportunity you had that wasn't costing you anything because you just your demi heroes were just your demi hero form were usually better. This one, well, it is very strong. You give all your mechanologist attacks go again, and then attack actions go again, attack action cards go again, <laughs> and you also get this really strong attack where your opponent discards a card when you use it. You can only use this attack until you run out of stuff to banish from your your mech suit thing mm -hmm. so if you're gonna run out of things to banish with your from your mech suit thing before the game ends it might not be worth it to transform yeah importantly while it's equipped it doesn't count as having four evos equipped so i was gonna say his weapon has all ability satisfied but you need all of his weapons to transform into it right you, you don't you don't you don't have a weapon anymore so never mind yeah the, the weapon goes into the mech suit <sighs> hmm yeah, this card's uh, not really what I was expecting. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, if you would have told me Shadow Mechanologist Demi Hero Equipment Evo was a combination of cards <laughs> types that I would have to be evaluating at the end of the spoiler season, I would have thought you were making things up. You're just putting a word salad of flesh and blood cards together. And uh, here I am looking at it in... Not the, I guess the metal and steel, not flesh and blood. This guy's not even flesh and blood anymore. Like, I he's just crazy, man. This thing is bananas. I I do expect that if you're playing the four Evo slots, you're probably going to want singularity in your deck. I think that there will be enough games where this card single handedly wins you the game. That it's worth the risk. It's worth having um, 
it's worth like kind of disabling some your weapon, taking away this other stuff to transform most of the time. And I suspect that there will be a lot of tech levesson games that are won by transforming and then you just have this six power attack that makes them discard a card on top of giving all your stuff go again. I, I think yeah, I, I think it's pretty strong. But so I guess it's the issue with singularity too is that it's a red and it's a three block. So there's an, is there are there any I haven't looked I guess there's some of the base things that help you get actions back or are they only attack actions this is my what i'm getting at is like if this is in your graveyard is there any way to get it out of your graveyard if you accidentally boost it away uh i think you're just kind of sol but as far as like if you block yeah. with it and then intentionally get it back later is there, are there ways to do that in the set do you know um in the set i'm not sure the card that co- always comes to mind or thinking about returning actions from your graveyard is remembrance which definitely works with this but then you have to play remembrance in your deck um, if you boost it, I believe it is gone forever. I haven't seen a way to put it back. Um, there might be some weird niche item that can bring actions back, but I, I am not sure. Yeah. I'm just looking at these, uh, protocols. There's a uh, backup protocol, red, yellow, and blue. They're another iteration of the red, yellow, blue design. And they only get attack action cards from your graveyard. So these can't get that back. Um, Yeah. I guess Remembrance might be the only way, but then you're putting even more no blocks in this deck and it's a yellow. Oh, you, so You say even more, but there aren't necessarily any no blocks in the deck yet, right? None of, none of the Evos are no, or I guess not, none of the, the best Evos are no blocks. You don't like the There's other the, Majestic ones? The, the, the other ones? Majestics that cost zero and uh, don't block. I think are interesting, but they are kind of awkward in Teclavescent because it's really hard to get them in your banish. And they want you to have a hyperdriver, so they're probably not really what Teclavescent... I don't imagine Teclavescent's playing a lot of hyperdrivers in his deck. No, no, I do not think you want hyperdrivers in your Teclavescent deck. So, I guess that's fair. But, like, you don't think he's going to want any other items? I, I, I don't know. I am not confident he's not going to want any items. I haven't played with a set. I haven't played a game with Teclovesson yet. I've just looked and read. But I'm saying that it's not inherently true that he's going to have a bunch of no blocks in his deck. You could reasonably build I think it would be reasonable to have a first draft Teclovesson deck that had zero no blocks in it. And I don't think that would be like, what are you doing? Why aren't you including these broken cards? Because none of them are like... What about Fabricate? Obvious. You want Fabricate in there, right? None of them are obvious must-includes in my book. But you get to uh, re-equip some Evos things. You get your Evos get plus one defense. This card is basically just like a free art award, dude. Yep. That's what it is. It's just a free art award. So, so one issue with Fabricate is you have to spend extra sideboard slots on these base pieces because you equip them from your... Uh, your is it Armory? It's called an Armory. You equip them yeah. from your Armory. So if you let's say you start with a base piece on every slot. And then you upgrade them into things, and then your weapon, your equipment gets blown up because you either block with it when it's at temper one or something. So then you're going to fabricate them back. Well, now you you need the fabricates. Then you also need more of the more copies of these in your sideboard to is that be able to equip them? Because when they when they break, they aren't going back to your armory; they're just going to your discard pile. That's fair. I was trying to think of how it worked with um like the re-equipping the daggers from effects before and outsiders. And you had to have those cards in your sideboard, even though they were like yeah, tokens. You, so I guess that makes sense. You had to have extra daggers. So Fair. I do think that Fabricate does do some really cool things and I'm definitely going to play some games with it, but it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't make the cut in a Teclovesson deck. Yeah, that's fair. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, lot going on here lots of different pieces of equipment you got the evo century base heads even these are common but like i think these are pretty good too they're reds and but they're they maintain that base subtype so they're just keeping battle worn to evo space subtypes so i mean like that's just another three block you get out of these on your equipment over the course of turns and playing it at instant speed seems kind of reasonable yeah and if you can get these in banish then it's two resources and an action point for three points of value, which is basically at rate 
two resources and an action point that doesn't cost a card. And then on top of that, these having these equipped when you transform into the blue ones or transforming the blue ones into these will trigger the special blue effects that care about uh, Evos with different names because these are now Evos. They're, they're base Evos instead of just being bases. So I think we could see a play pattern where you're like equipping these and switching back and, and like flopping back and forth between the, the blue ones and the, these red ones that um, could be pretty powerful to re-trigger the blue effects. There are no yellow ones that I'm seeing that maintain that There's, base subtype. Oh, yeah. There are the majestic three block yellows that are blade break and not base that also I think could be potentially pretty good. There's a lot to figure out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to move on to more familiar ground and dash, or do you have anything left to say about Tech Um, I'm ready to move on to dash. I actually think she is not going to end up being very familiar ground, despite being the the same hero that we know and love from forever ago. Well, I guess like let's let's talk about old dash first. Do you think there's any reason to play old arcane rising start with the item and play dash over dash database? Yeah, I think there is. The both so dash's hero power is worth a decent amount of value old dash where you're getting like probably 5 Six, roughly six points of value you're getting to play a two cost item without spending the card the two resources or the action point which is about six worth of value and you're getting it on turn one mm-hmm. or turn zero which is when this like induction chambers or plasma purifier is able to get the most value or even teclo pounder you're guaranteed to get all three triggers in the, yeah, yeah. starting the, with the game with it so i do think that there is a solid argument she also starts with 40 life I think the the deck builds are going to end up being reasonably different. Um, there will be some overlap, but with the the new dash, the new dash is doing a lot of very different things. Yeah, I think, I guess in my mind, the distinction is going to be if you're doing more of like the controlling pistol dash, you want to put generics in your deck um, and be less focused around being strictly all this mechanologist stuff. Then you play old dash, uh, just because of the reliability of ensuring that you're starting the game with like something that buffs your pistol, uh, every game. But if you want to go this heavy, like maybe that's not even true because uh, I guess I'm, I'm lost on dash IO as well, because it's just like, this is just a weird hero ability. Like there's so much value here in looking at the top of your deck and being able to play items off the top of it. But like, what, what do you think like is the point of it? I guess like what, what do you envision these, this deck looking like? So there's a lot of different things you could do. So there's first off, I think the most, Easy to include in the new dash is the Teclo Core, the item that we've seen in old dash before, where it's like you you just play it and then you get two resources for your next two turns. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful card. And just getting like anytime you draw this off the top and just spend a resource that you were just gonna use to like fire your pistol or something to play this, that's gonna feel like a great deal. You're gonna um get a pretty big advantage by doing that. Um mostly it basically, it basically turns one resource into four when you do that. So and being able to cast that as an instant it doesn't even cost your action point. Um, that said, that's not enough to warrant starting without an item in play and starting down four life yeah. compared to old dash. So you need to find other items that you want to be playing off the top, whether that's like crank items that are giving you back your action point. So you can do like two things that would cost an action point in a turn because there's a crank thing on top. Um, Maybe you can play more generics because you know when your boost is going to hit a generic. We saw even even in old dash, we saw Toma find a pretty a pretty frequent or pretty recurring card. We saw in old dash. I think towards the end of the format, we weren't seeing very many Toma findalls, but new dash is like can play that very easily. She also has crank items to get her action points back on top of high octane in the boots. So I would not be surprised to see two or three copies of Toma findall in the new dash decks, and. I think that you have to find some more items that meet your condition because even with the power of putting generics on top and having, or being able to see when you're about to draw a generic and having Teclo cores for free sometimes, you really do need to get a decent amount of value to make up for this lack of life. Um, I saw a post 
on Twitter from Sasha Markovich, where he posted the picture of the two cost uh, thing that enters with five steam counters and you can transfer steam counters from it to other items. And it sounds like there might be potential for like a pretty combo-y version of Dash that he's looking to explore. So I'm, I, I don't know if I am capable of figuring out a sweet combo build of Dash, but I think there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with this hero. And I think it'll be cool to see where it goes. He's also the one that pioneered or advocated for the amplifying arrow deck, right? With Corsham, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That guy loves to combo. He's a, he's a big combo yeah, Kano, guy. The all, all, if there's a combo, that guy's going to figure it out. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's a way to get free ice cream in Lil, he's going to figure out how to get that free ice cream. I don't know the story. I uh, I got super <laughs> drunk in Lil, and then uh, I bought him free ice cream. <laughs> well, it wasn't free for me. It was free for him after I bought it for him. But uh-huh. uh, I was just so, so drunk that basically he's like, let's play a game. And I was like, okay. He's like, the loser has to buy the other one ice cream. I was like, okay. And then he pulled out some app on his phone. And he's like, you lose. And I was like, okay, here's free ice cream. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. That was a good, good story. You should have won. I'm lucky. You could have had free. Oh uh, yeah. Oh well. What are you? What are you gonna do? Maybe uh, I should have played my phone game. That I don't know. Yeah. I I think. Um, Back on topic. I think. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think Dash is actually probably going to be the hardest of the three heroes to figure out because, like, getting that right balance of no blocks and making sure you have enough triggers to get your or enough items to get your value and also figuring out what the correct amount of generics is you're probably still doing boost stuff because the boost stuff is generally the strongest thing mechanologists can do like zero to 60 is just above rate zipper hits above rate throttles above rate um notice i guess we noticed that the the other boost cards are toned down quite a bit but i think (laughs) i think these are pretty powerful and you also want to like churn through the top of your deck. You want to get rid of the top card so you can see the next card. So if the top card is like a random boost attack, you want to boost so you can see if the next card's an item and then you can play that item. So yeah, I, I think it'll take a reasonable amount of time to figure out dash. There might not be something there. A lot of the items aren't the most impressive. I think the best of the new items, it's the one that enters the steam counter and gives all your attack action cards plus one power while it exists and it lasts two turns by default so if you hit that off dash you spend like i think it costs one base so you spend two to play it as an instant then you send like let's say you send like two or three attacks this turn and then two or three attacks next turn you're spending two resources for five or six damage i guess four to six damage which is uh pretty powerful and yeah so i think dash might be good uh, definitely going to be a hard one to figure out, though. Yeah. And earlier with Teclovesin, same thing applies here. The more items you put in your deck, the more no blocks you have in your deck, the worse you're going to be at um, being able to defend, obviously, and starting at 36 life. That's not ideal. And uh, it, contrary to Teclovesin, or I guess the crank mechanic where I said any item will satisfy that, uh, critically, Dash's ability only works with mechanologist items, so no flipping energy potions off the top with uh, Dash IO or uh, database, which is probably good. And, <laughs> and the items have to cost zero or one, so we can't see it as like a turbo turbo to your induction chamber plasma purifier like control Dash. So I think if you're looking to play those, you probably want to play the other Dash. Yeah, I did a little bit of brewing with one deck. And I was like, okay, there has to be some way in the set to put in the old two cost, super powerful, you know, majestic items like uh, induction chamber or Tecla pounder or plasma. If you're any of these, like, nope, everything that puts things into an item into play is zero or one, every single card. Except good old spark of genius. That card's still good. That's a, yeah, that's a dash specialization. And that gets, yeah, that card, that card's good. That card's sick. But everything in the new bright light set, if you're putting it, if you're cheating an item into play, it has to cost zero one. Yep. Sad. Some very deliberate design decisions here. And you would think maybe then there would be some items in the set that cost two or more that maybe have a little bit more power since you can't cheat them into play. But I believe all the items in the set also either cost zero or one as well. 
Well, there's the there's the two cost majestic that I was talking about earlier. That enters with five steam counters, and you can put a steam counter from it onto other items when you play other items. That card's from Dan's Dynasty. Oh, that's not a new card. Nope, it's an old card. Oh, just kidding. Okay, I haven't seen that card before. Well, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> another card they don't want you cheating in as well. So. So you said the dash is going to be the hardest of the three heroes. Do you think that you think this is going to be harder to build than Teclavesson? I think so, mostly because dash is like, yeah, you 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 have to put items in your deck, but like the cards you put around the items is so up in the air. There's and then like outside of the, the the few items that you know you're playing, like figuring out what the other items should be because there aren't that many good items. <laughs> I I think it'll be pretty pretty challenging to actually figure out exactly which ones you want. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what's the other one? Uh, I think the the blue I, you alluded to the blue that gives all your or the I think it's a yellow that gives all your yeah. mechanologist attack action cards plus one. Importantly, doesn't apply to the weapon token effects like a plasma purifier or anything like that. It's only the cards. But there's a blue one that also gives them plus one defense, and I think that card might be pretty good. Yeah, the fact that it's blue is also very nice. Yeah. Um, what do you think about her new weapon, the symbiosis shot? Uh, it's, it's a specialization, so she's the only one who's allowed to play it. Um, and has the classic just free attack with the steam counter, just removes the steam counter attack. But it's whenever a mechanologist item enters the arena under your control, if symbiosis shot has fewer than six steam counters you may put a steam counter on it that's the only way to put steam counters on it yeah i i'm not sure about this it really depends how vulnerable this dash is to fatigue because if like if you have the choice you're either your weapon costs zero than one and i think a lot of the time this is just going to be a, a plasma pistol that costs zero instead of one where just zero cost fire for two if you're playing a lot of items in your deck and I think you probably will be. Otherwise, why are you playing new dash? Um, <laughs> I, at first I thought this item was just, or this weapon was just going to be for limited, but like thinking about it, I, th I think it would be hard to have, to be playing new dash in constructed and not being, not putting enough items into play to make this kind of tick. I think the biggest downside is it doesn't work with induction chamber or plasma purifier because they specifically only pump uh, pistols. And this is a gun, not a pistol. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this actually does end up being the weapon that Dash uses. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, my initial impression was that it's a limited-only card as well, but uh, I guess it could have legs in Class Constructed, or, yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready? We're, we're, we're 40 minutes in, for about, give or take, 38, 40 minutes. Yep. I love Max, dude. Max is might be... My new favorite hero. As long as really? there, there's, there's an asterisk here. As long as he is like an actual nitro mechanoid deck, as long as like he can consistently transform into the nitro mechanoid, he's gonna be my he's gonna be my jam dude. Bolton's gonna go away for a little while until they give him a cool transformation when he turns into Boltimus Prime, leader of the Dawnbots. Um, <laughs> Max looks sweet, dude. I like this hero a lot. Yeah. I like his design. I like his his his, his card pool. His what, he, what he's got going on. He's he's he's, he's my jam. Well, I got I got good news for you. I I do think he is going to be the hyper mechanoid hero. I think he is. I think he did get what he needed to get there. Basically, yeah. So I spent. I so like I said, I'm very unconfident with what's going on in Teclavesson and Dash, but my brain, I just remember seeing uh, Nitroid Mechanoid from Dynasty and any hyperdrivers. I read this guy's hero ability and it says makes hyperdrivers, put two and two together, and I'm like, I'm in. Let's start brewing. Let's start with one max the hype nitro. This guy's hype. And three <laughs> nitroid mechanoids, nitro mechanoids and see what we can make happen. So, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I, I do remember you also posted this top secret technology in the team Discord, never before seen of combining 
high octane with the mechanoids you can attack multiple times yeah dude who knew because it's not a once per turn action you can do it multiple times as as long as you have the action points did you know i didn't know that i I discovered that all on my own because everyone no not maybe not everyone but every time i saw the the mechanoid in play people were trying to high octane to attack four times with it what are you gonna do (laughs) this guy seems sweet um go ahead yeah so i i think that his ability is just going to give so much consistency consistency on the oh what are the tokens called i already forgot the hyper drivers the hyper drivers so much consistency on getting your hyper driver count up that i think he will be very good at making the the mechanoid i think you'll probably still play the red hyper drivers in your deck because getting that first one that you can boost the extra time means you don't need to hit one of the things to recharge a steam counter on your your hyperdriver to uh, keep to ha- get basically get the three hyperdrivers into play for your mechanoid. You can play the red one the first turn. The second turn you can activate his ability to get the second one. The third turn you can activate his ability to get the third one, and then you'll have three hyperdrivers in play. You can crank the last one and play the mechanoid. So, I have nine hyperdrivers in my first build. And the, okay. the reason is, is I want to see how good this legendary equipment is that's new. It's called Hyper X3. Um, it has Battle Worn Black 1, Block 1 as a headpiece. Uh, whenever you banish a hyperdriver from boosting, you put it under this headpiece. And once per turn, when a hyperdriver is put under it, so once you have uh, three or more, you're drawing a card. So not only is boost giving you an action point every time you do it, the first time every turn it's give it's drawing you an extra card as well and that seems very powerful once you get this thing going yeah yeah definitely if uh anytime you just draw an extra card that's that is that's quite a bit of value yeah uh i will say i'm sad that uh you can't play blessing of ingenuity with this card though because the cards that go under are still considered in play. They're not in the graveyard and they're not banished. They are just placed under the card on the battlefield. You don't control them. Um, importantly for those kinds of effects, this is kind of, this is, this was what I was spending a lot of time talking to Josh about. Um, <laughs> and so you can't pull them into play and just get all three into play with the blessing of ingenuity. So that's off the table once you're doing this. Um, but what is interesting though all the cards that go, all the hyperdrivers that are under this. So when you transform into the nitro mechanoid, those cards will just be moved under the mechanoid for additional attacks. So let's say there's four hyperdrivers under this, and then you transform into the mechanoid, the headpiece, and all four uh, hyperdrivers that um, that are underneath it go onto the mech to give you four more attacks, essentially, which is really good. Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. So that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm exploring right now. Plus, um, if you're not playing Blessing of Ingenuity, then I imagine I'm going to be casting a non-zero of these hyper drivers to just get them into play to hopefully set up for a Nitrate Mechanoid. But even if I don't do that, um, we didn't talk about this card in Boost Dash really, but Tarek Patel's spoiler, this new card, Twin Drive, Mm -hmm. this card's sick, dude. It's got boost twice. Boost, boost. Boost, boost, baby. Yeah. So so on its own, the second boost, all it is really doing is kind of ensuring the first boost against a miss. But because um, if you boost twice and you hit both times, you're thinking it's go again twice, but instances of go again don't stack. But where this card really starts shining is when you look at combining it with some of like traditionally boost dashes power cards, both high octane and maximum velocity, where... High octane, you get an extra action point each time you boost. This will give you two extra action points. Pretty strong. And maximum velocity, this is two-thirds of the boosting you need to do to trigger the condition or to meet the condition of having to boost three times. Normally, you have to go like... Normally, the best way to get two triggers is playing two zero-cost boost cards, which is two cards for two triggers. This is a card and then two-thirds of the resources of another card to get two-thirds of the triggers. So an easy, common play pattern that I expect to come up with this is you... Uh, pitch a blue you boost you play this card with boost um, you're boosting twice um, you play a zero cost boost and then you can activate Tecla Foundry Heart hit two, hit, turn your one resource into two to play the maximum velocity and that's a that's a pretty strong four card hand I don't think with without a Tecla core I don't think 
Dash has ever been able to play maximum velocity off a four card hand. Yeah. And what's interesting is once you have hyper drivers on the battlefield, that zero cost turns into zero one or sorry, goes from zero to one, two, or three costs as well that enable you to do it or allow you to not even activate the Teclafondry hard at all in order to maximum velocity. So uh, maximum velocity was a car that I was always super skeptical in old builds of Dash because of how unreliable it was. When you did it, obviously it was very, very powerful, but I saw a lot of games with Dashes dying with maximum <laughs> velocity in their arsenal, as I was alluding to earlier. And I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Thanks to twin drive. This card looks really good. Um, another interaction um, is that it plays really well with pulse wave harpoon off of a blue. So this and, uh, and then pulse wave harpoon, that's three resources. And then that's three times you boosted this chain. Uh, very good. And um, I believe it's magnetic shock wave. That sounds right. Yeah, the blue that uh, pulls equipment in. It's not. A, it's also clean. Oh, no, it's not clean off of blue because Magnetic Shockwave cares about uh, the number of times you boosted this combat chain. So if you break the chain to activate Teclo Foundry Heart, then obviously it no longer applies. But if you have the extra resources or some uh, hyperdrivers like hyper <laughs> giving you some resources, <laughs> it's not going to be unreasonable to just be able to play this one other boost card and get all their equipment blocking mm -hmm. which is yeah, definitely pretty good <laughs> it's powerful powerful ability so i i wouldn't be surprised if um the aggressive boost dashes shift over to max with kind of like this fallback mechanoid plan for games that go a little longer you turn into this big mechanoid you bash their face in with a big mechanoid and then you're you're probably like you lose your induction chamber to start with with dash or techno pounder whichever direction you went but in exchange you get kind of this flexibility to spend your resources still with the uh, making hyper drivers and yeah i i think max will be be strong what do you think about his weapon banksy um first of all what is that a reference to i i have no idea it's a fa infamous famous a uh, graffiti artist who did lots of very famous pieces of graffiti art. His name was Banksy. And his weapon is a one for three. If it hits, you get to put a steam counter on something with crank. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, activate it only if if you have cranked this turn. Only if you've cranked this yeah. turn. Yeah. So what you would so you would pitch a blue. His hero ability costs two resources. You get the hyperdriver into play. You crank it. And then you have have the floating resource to then come in with Banksy is like how you would activate. Yeah, it. it is. It is rough that you have to crank to do it. You don't really want to be spending two resources for um, one tick of a hyperdriver. That's kind of converting two resources into one resource in the future. So, um, I you can put that resource back if it hits. That's true. That's true. If it does hit, then you get the resource back, which does help some. But I think that this one I wouldn't be surprised if we see the just the pistol instead because of the flexibility of being able to spend your one resource and spend the action point whenever you want to, I think might push it over over uh, Banksy. The, the, the requirement of having to crank to attack makes me a little skeptical. Yeah. Uh, the weapon that I actually have in my first build here is Hanabi Blaster. Um, so it's the once per turn action remove two steam counters for a five power overpowered attack. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, the third time you play a card with boost each, uh, each turn, you may put a steam counter on it. Unfortunately, it's not the third time you boost because otherwise, <laughs> whew, twin drive would be insane. Uh, but twin drive only counts as one card boosted towards Hanabi Blaster. Um, yeah, I I do like Hanabi Blaster. I think that could be the weapon of choice as well. Yeah, like. I I very much agree with what you said. What the game plan is going to be, you're going to be this uh, aggressive leaning boost deck that tries to pull off um, disruptive pulse wave harpoons or maximum velocities or just come in with these efficient um, boost attacks. And uh, I think Hanabi Blaster plays really well into that game plan. And then once you're all done boosting, you can't play Hanabi Blaster or use it anymore. Anyways, might as well turn it into a big old Gundam and ride it on victory. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i think max 
while being the simplest of the three heroes, in my opinion, like the easiest to solve, I think there's still a lot to figure out there too, which is pretty exciting. And it is also cool that we got three mechs that are like wanting to take their deck design in pretty different directions. So I am excited to see how this shapes out. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be interested in like a very aggressive leaning boost dash or like a dash boost mechanologist uh, deck because mm-hmm. I always thought boost dash was pretty boring. And I think you were kind of of like a similar mindset. Like the hands were just like, if you do your efficient attacks and you play your efficient attack and you go attack, 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 attack. That it's like, it's not a, it's not a very like divergent gameplay, but I think these new boost cards that they've printed um, and just kind of like the new design space make it so that there's more going on even when you're on this boost game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I got three copies of zero to 60 in here. No copies of zero to 50 in here, though. <laughs> I I do love the flavor of zero to 50. So I do not expect to see any any play ever. That's that card. It's, just, it's worse than T-Bone, worse than zero to 60. You really need some. You really have to be desperate for zero cost boost before this one makes the cut. Like the flavor text is so good. Zero to 60, you'll get a ticket or something like that for going that <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see here what about this uh weird equipment that's legendary for mechanologists this adaptive plating so it could be any equipment zone you're gonna have to read it to me uh adaptive plating is just a mechanologist equipment no it can go in any any equipment zone uh action zero equip it to another equipment zone uh galvanize when this defends you may destroy an item you control if you do uh it gets plus two until uh end of turn and blade break base one power or base one defense sorry uh so if it's it's three block blade break if we sacrifice uh an item you control on the battlefield yeah i could see this being better than your boots or your arms but I, I don't know. None of the items have been like, like none of the items are like, I want to be sacrificed or broken by the galvanized. I actually think galvanized, it wouldn't surprise me if that keyword is a pretty big miss in constructed. I think like how often are you having your items that you want to just blow up? So let me hit you with this. Okay. You said earlier, the big issue with um, fabricate is that you have to register all the different slots of the equipment zone since you don't know what's going to be blown up or something like that. What the interesting ability is that this can move. So let's say you just want to have like arms um, be the equipment that um, you fall back on for extra fabricates and you blow up your arms over the course of the game. You either block with them too many times off of a temper or they get blown up by some other means, whatever you can move uh the adaptive plating. the adaptive plating or no because then they would have started in your arms i don't know it's it's just so weird man so, so if you want if you want your arms to be the equipment that you're fabricating you start this in your arm slot then when your legs get blown up you can move this to your legs and then put your new arms on yeah but like at that point why aren't you just starting with the base arms yeah i don't know so we i, I don't understand this like there's there's something there. I just I just can't see it. It's not a base piece, right? No, it's not. You can't over. It, you can't. Over, it, there's no. If you could Evo onto it, then it would make a lot more sense. For sure. But I, I I don't actually see what the use case is for this, unless like the galvanize galvanize that it's yeah. called where you sack your items. And this galvanize is a lot better than I'm giving it credit for. I'm not sure what the use of this is. I think galvanize is fine. I think galvanize in particular on like blues uh seems really interesting to me where if you have uh, like um especially in max where if you just have like a hyperdriver with one counter left over, you don't need the resource, you can just block with it and then sacrifice your token hyperdriver in order to block for four. That seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah. If there's if there's blue galvanized cards that you're happy to include in your deck anyway, that that makes sense. But I think it's like it feels kind of like 
blue brother in arms to me where like there's going to be situations where you're happy that it has this ability to block for four but the rest of the time it's like a two block and blue brother in arms has seen more than zero play i think it's it's seen some play in iceland and i think a little bit in old time as well so i think i guess blue galvanized cards might get there but i am not confident yeah and particularly there's a card called steel street hoons um it's a blue uh cost three um it has base three power and two defense uh boost so you can it it does have boost on it if an item you control uh has been destroyed this turn it gets plus two so if you use that last counter off of a hyper driver and it gets destroyed it turns into a five power blue and as galvanized when this defends you may destroy an item you control if you do it gets plus two so it could be a five power four block blue with go again yeah, costing three. Three for five still is not a rate I'm very happy with. Three for five, go It again. is a blue. And for a blue, yeah. I think that's really good. <laughs> really good strong, but it's it's okay. It's serviceable. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like the flexibility on that card on a blue is just like insane. Like that card really jumps off like the spoiler page to me. Yeah, I... That's fair. It probably it probably will see play. It probably will be played in most, maybe all like max decks. I know we didn't do a top ten list, but this card would have been my top ten list. Just saying. Fair, fair. And then there's still a couple cards we don't know, right? So if we move on, like last but not least, obviously, is this crazy expansion slot that we've seen spoilers for over the past couple of weeks. Lots of interesting things have come out over it. Um mm-hmm. I think we talked about the Warband of Bologna and some of these other ones. Um, I think the last one that came out, which thank God they printed some Prism Hate, this this uh, Shadow Slay uh-huh. card. We really needed the Shadow Slay Destroy card. Target yep. Angel Ally. Whew. That hero was almost not F'd here. So thank God they printed this to keep Prism down as the worst hero in the game. Oh. You know, Vince, Vincent's also doing pretty bad. Maybe Vincent needed some help. You know, yeah, Vincent with her unpreventable arcane damage needed help blowing up the ward angels. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. I don't know. There, it's fine. It's fine. It's not not going to see any play, but it's it's yeah, sure. I love the set. I just needed to just this card in particular is just like <laughs> not the one. It didn't do it for you. It's red. It's an instant. <laughs> it doesn't block. It costs zero, right? The art's so, sick. The art, art's really good. Cool. I, I like the, I like, I like the art. Uh, and it exists. So then we got another draconic illusionist ash. Though we got one for Chromai, dust of the Chrome Caverns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it might be the best dust. That said, the dusts haven't seen a lot of. I guess I shouldn't say they haven't seen nothing any play but they haven't seen a ton of play but chromite is the like you, the best you, dragon. Don't, you don't want chromite that's like a yeah, it's the best dragon um and a lot of the time against the guardians the matchups where you wanted these dust doesn't matter what dragon they're killing it's taking their whole turn so dusting up this chromite dusting up like chromite in a turn means that your necria will not necria your mirror guy will survive your other chromites will survive if i don't know i think that Dust plans will probably be dusting the chromites in the future rather than going for these other dragon dusts. Yeah, they're easier to play. Like I think Vinsirakai was the one they would go for most often, but that was always a little clunky because Vinsirakai cost three. It was obviously very powerful and had a very powerful on hit and was very threatening, but it was just like I said, kind of like just a little clunky to set up. Whereas going for playing this as a zero and then chromite being a zero, just like it's a pretty smooth game plan overall. Um, very easy just end on turns with action points uh, with your go again dragons after they don't get popped and just slide this right on onto the battlefield Uh, I expect this guy to see a lot of play so Dromai gets two very powerful cards out of the set and I think Dromai is going to be a major player in the format coming up yeah it's honestly hard to imagine her not being I think like especially Kyloria lines up really well against what the mechs are trying to do on top of like um, Dromai, on top of just Dromai being very strong, Kyloria lining up well against the mechs, and Ice going away is a big deal for a deck that wants to be as many have as many red cards as she can. 
Tomal ties while away, hoses any like Teclavescent. Like if, if he's not playing the card that gets more things, he can't transform because you need the four mechanologist equipment to transform. Same with uh, the Nitro Mechanoid. If Tomal tie blows up one of my mechanologist pieces of equipment, I just can't transform into the mech. So I have to take that card out in that matchup. I can't rely on that to try to help me, you know, play through a fatigue plan from Dromai. Uh, I think Tomal tie. I think I think there are a lot of cards in Dromai now in particular that line up extremely well into Mechanologist. I'd agree with that. And I think Dromai was one of the best decks in the last format, even with Lexi, like that was Dromai was very good. So yeah, Dromai is um, top of my list for what you should be keeping an eye on. Yeah. And fortunately it's even to a point where I'm even keeping an eye on Dromai at this point. Sad days. Favorite hero. (laughs) I wonder what these last couple cards are. At this point in time, it's like early in the morning. We don't know. I think there's like two or three cards left in the expansion slot that we just don't know. They could be anything. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Any other cards in the whole set you want to talk about? Anything you want to get off your bright lights mind? <laughs> uh, I, I would like to dive into this limited format at some point. Not Not a today thing, but... Oh yeah, I do think I'm sure the we'll limited format looks pretty cool. We'll, we'll we'll be diving into this limited format soon, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I have some thoughts about the limited format as well. Um, but well, I guess we'll save that for a limited focused episode. Sounds good. Ah, okay, cool. We did it. We talked about bright lights. Um, oh. There's this card down here, uh, Find Out Spring Tunic. Do you think this card's going to see any play? Do you think this card's going to be good? Yes, it is. It will see play. Oh. Okay, well that's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it's here then. <laughs> oh, with that that being said, the next time you're brewing with one of the new mechanologists or playing with Find Out Spring Tunic, always remember mind your manners. Thanks for watching.